0: Hello and welcome to the first episode of Holy Habits, a new podcast from St. John's Lafayette Square journeying through Advent and Christmas. I'm the Reverend Savannah Ponder, Associate Rector here, your host leading these conversations where we explore holy habits, how to live our faith. Through these holy habits, we learn that faith is not primarily about ideas or abstractions, it's about the shape of a life well-lived a life that is oriented to receiving the gift of belonging to God. I'm here today with our rector, the Reverend Rob Fisher, who's here to talk with us about encountering prayer and scripture through the daily office and Lectio Divina. Hello, Rob. How are you today?
1: Hi, Savannah. Glad to be having this conversation.
0: Great. Well, will you share with us the practices you've come to talk about today?
1: Sure, um, I'm gonna start by talking about uh, the daily office. And so I I first really encountered it when I was ordained. It, it's this treasure that's within our prayer book that a lot of Episcopalians take advantage of, but many don't even know that it's there. Many would never think to use it. And uh, my entry point, the first entry point was a bad one. I just wanna say, uh, yeah. It, and it was a bad one because it came down to us newly ordained clergy as an expectation. And that ended up making it sort of a source of guilt. You know, we were supposed to do the daily office and we weren't given um, specifics on that. We we were just told we were supposed to all do it. And there are four a day that, you, that are available in the prayer book. And I think a lot of people just felt um, guilt that they weren't doing it. I definitely did. And I didn't really even know where to begin. I, I was exposed to it actually before that in, in seminary. Um, but in terms of it, my own personal practice doing it, it just wasn't something that took um, immediately. And then I had a second encounter, which became the breakthrough that then created a space for it to actually become a life giving practice for me. And that was when I uh, started to see a spiritual director. A l- lot of clergy and, and a lot of lay people as well have spiritual directors. It's a wonderful thing to have a person in your life that you have regular conversations with and there are people who can kind of reground you, um, you know, reflect back with you on how your spiritual um, practices, how your life is developing. Um, and someone who can just have um, an awareness and help you become more aware. And so anyway, I, I had a new spiritual director who was a monk who lived in an Episcopal Benedictine monastery. And what they do is they pray all the time. And the way that they pray is regular prayers at certain times of the day, which is the ancient practice. That's where the daily office comes from. Um, our version within the prayer book is actually a stripped-down version of what monastics have done for centuries, um, but we just have four. I, I think it's un, not unusual to have six times a day um, that people pray in monasteries. And so, here's the thing, though, that he said: he said, when you do the daily office, don't think of it. Don't think of it as something that um, you're supposed to be getting something out of. Don't think of it that if you don't have some great epiphany in the middle of your um, doing of the prayer and the scripture reading, if you don't have some great epiphany, it doesn't mean you're failing. That's actually not the point. He said the point of doing the office is to do the office, Mm -hmm. you know, and he said, you, you offer it to God. You just, you do this practice period and you just let it be what it will be. With really no expectation. And he said, if you do get this great epiphany, or some wonderful insight comes to you, or a sense of well being, or whatever, that is icing on the cake. That's a freebie. <laughs> and what I found was the minute I stopped looking for some kind of result, I found that the results, those kinds of results, suddenly appeared. Um, It made all the difference. And so this is probably true, not just for the daily office, but for any kind of prayer um, or any kind of practice for that matter. We're going to talk about a lot of practices over the weeks ahead in your interviews of people. Um, This probably applies to most of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was a breakthrough for me. It changed my whole disposition as I approached it. And it took away the guilt piece, uh, interestingly. He also said, you don't need to do all four. (laughs) <laughs> you can do just one, just choose one and do it once a day. And you could do it at whatever time of the day is the right time that works for you. Ideally, you find a time and you do it regularly at that time. What works best for me when I'm in my groove is it's the first thing I do when I wake up in the morning. And that's, a, that's kind of the classic. Like if it works for you, the listener, uh, if you wanna try this out, um, first time in the morning I think is, is ideal because you haven't gotten into your day, everything is fresh um, and you're still waking up, but it's a way to sort of greet the day and um, and start the day off on a on a good note, actually. Um, and it, and then one other thing that he gave me, and, and because he is so steeped in the practice, um, it, it was kind of nice to have somebody that steeped in the practice give me a tool that is so user-friendly. And so I'm gonna tell you what its it is. It's, a website,
0: <laughs> nice, nice. It,
1: it's called Mission St. Clair, and um, we can probably put that in underneath or something in, in the information for folks. Make it easy, but you can just Google it, Mission St. Clair. You spell it out, Mission S T C L A R E, and uh, Mission St. Clair has gone to the trouble to actually collect um, all the readings for each day, um, the the prayers that you could pray and to put them in order. Um, and also the, um, the the, the every day has its own scripture readings. Oh, by the way, I looked at it, up, it's .com. .com, <laughs>
0: Mission Mission Clair. .com.
1: Um, And that too was part of my breakthrough. Then I didn't have to worry about choosing the right prayer for the right day and making sure I had the page numbers correct. You can do all that. If that works for you, if it's something you like doing, it's tactile, and a lot of people do kind of enjoy that. But you can just go to the website, and you just scroll down. You can use your phone. You could use an iPad. You could use a computer. And you're just brought right through it from start to finish. And and the one other thing to say that he told me, and that I have gone with, is that you don't have to say every single part of it. Mission Saint Clair gives you all the options. You you sort of have everything in the kitchen sink is included. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. You don't have to do every single one of the prayers that are available. Um, I will share with you. Don't tell anybody, but I don't do the psalms. Um,
0: Our listeners now know your condition. Don't (laughs) don't
1: tell anybody. Um, I don't do the psalms, and it's a personal choice. Uh, For me, psalms I think are best when you're done when you're saying them or singing them in community. And because I'm doing the daily office alone, typically, I don't do the Psalms. um, And and that saves just a little bit of time. Um, I don't do all of the collects that are available, but I always do the collect for mission. And my understanding is that is one that is a required one. I always do the confession. um, And I love to do uh, all the readings. And and I just wanna say one other word about this to make sure If, if it weren't, if it wasn't going to come up in one of the questions, I think this is important to say, if there are people listening that are going to try this, the scripture reading in particular is um, part of what makes it so powerful. I find that um, when I'm reading these, you know, 2000 plus year old texts, um, it's a real gift in the middle of a time, especially, I think we're living in a historic time right now and I know there's a lot of stress that's all around. And when you're reading things that have stood the test of time, it puts a lot in perspective. And often it's just remarkable how these ancient texts will speak right to this moment.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you sometimes you, it'll be all of the readings will have something to say um, in, in a way that you can't believe that it just happened to be that way. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, you know hopefully, you know, as you're doing the the prayers and the scripture reading in the morning, you're making making room for the spirit and the spirit will speak to you through these scripture readings. And it's also true that when you do the daily office, um, there are, you know, two, there's a year one and a year two. Uh, This is the beginning of Advent right now. We're actually beginning year one. It's gonna go all the way through until the beginning of Advent next year. And then it's year two. If you did every single day for both years, you would have read almost the entire Bible, which means when you're doing the daily office, you're getting parts of the Bible that you don't hear on Sunday mornings. Um, You're getting not just the greatest hits, (laughs) you're getting some of the texts that are really hard to understand. They can be really, really challenging. Sometimes you can read it and you can't believe that that's something that's in the Bible Mm -hmm. and that actually will make it go deeper for you Um, So long as you realize that sometimes you're just getting a little bit, um, just a snippet and you have to take it in context with the whole rest of the Bible, which actually, um, you know, the the Bible actually does comment on itself, you know, and you'll, you'll get one part, but if you're doing it throughout, um, you get that resolve and it's an incredible journey. So that's, that's kind of the quick and dirty, um, you know, what the daily office is for me.
0: Right, right. So it sounds like it starts off it started off for you as this assignment, right? There there was no sort of root or grounding and and not really a relationship that was sort of guiding you into this and then you have this later encounter with this monk um that that sort of changes things that that he put in perspective for you, you know, that uh you don't have to have some great epiphany. It doesn't have to be uh, you know, a burning bush or anything else, um, but just the faithfulness to continue doing it has created something new, like space for a new life in you. Um, just right. doing this kind of simple order of prayer every morning.
1: That's right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and one great thing to add to that is um, one thing that I get out of it, and I think a lot of people do it regularly get, is so many people are doing the daily office quietly in their homes and wherever they live around the world, you feel connected to these thousands and thousands of people. And sometimes it'll come up in conversation when you're talking to somebody and you find out that they're also a person who does the daily office. And then, you know, they're reading the same scripture that you've been reading in recent days and weeks. And
0: Mm
1: -hmm. it's kind of exciting and it brings conversation to a certain level.
0: Right, right. How is doing the daily office, especially in the last eight months, um, has anything about that changed for you or has it meant anything different for you during these last eight or nine months?
1: Um, You know, it's interesting how, I I think this is an experience many people have had is that our, our physical locations have been disrupted. Meaning if you're used to going into work and working at a place, and suddenly you're working from home most days or every day. Um, and then for us, you know, our physical space has um, not always been even accessible. And, mm-hmm. and then for me personally, in the last week, we just moved. And so what one of the things that the office provides for me is that grounding when my physical life hasn't been able to have it.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So
1: it's it's with me wherever I happen to be. Um, It's even true that, you know, my family and I moved here only a little more than a year ago. So that's another thing that it has been able to help provide that grounding when other things have been in upheaval.
0: Right, right. What a great word like grounding. Mm -hmm. There's a kind of rootedness that this simple everyday, I mean, 15 minute prayer, do you think? 15 minutes in the morning?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's not a long amount of time, 15, maybe 20 minutes. Um, I have a a list of people that I pray for, primarily people. People and sometimes, um, you know, I pray for our country is always the first one. So that's, you know, more than just a person. Um, But anyway, I, I have this list that I tend that I add names to it. And then sometimes I'll take people off the list when they can come off of it. Um, so that that is part of the time that I take in my um, routine of doing the daily offices is those prayers as well. But yeah, it's probably less than twenty minutes, and um it's also timeless. So mm-hmm. it doesn't mm-hmm. it, it doesn't feel long or short because when I'm doing it, when I'm you know practicing the way that my former spiritual director um, recommended, I let go of even looking at the clock, you know. I'm just doing it. It's just- You're you're
0: present in that moment. Yeah. Right. Right.
1: it gives a lot of freedom, a lot of liberation, in fact, from all the other things that many of us spend our lives thinking about, worrying about, stressing about. That Just kind of, you get a a little break from all that.
0: How interesting to describe it as a kind of freedom. Oftentimes, you know, I think of freedom as just- a free-for-all or something, but it sounds like what you're describing is f- there's freedom in this kind of stability and rootedness and faithfulness, that yes. um, that groundedness actually creates more freedom. It doesn't take away the feeling of, of liberation and freedom. That's, that's exactly. Yeah. Good. Yeah, that's great. Um, how has this practice impacted your relationship with God?
1: Mm. It's similar to the other answer in that it creates a space that is consistent. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, You know, I think you can pray at any time. I'm I'm a big believer that you can be driving. You could be, you know, in the middle of a meeting, um, whatever. You, You can open up your heart to prayer whenever. Um, But what I find when I'm doing the daily office is that it it creates a little, it's a a sanctuary in a moment, as opposed to a sanctuary in a building, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. create a sanctuary right in that moment. Um, And for me, um, you know, my relationship with God is really important to me. And I also live a life that's full of a lot that keeps me busy, which is, blessing Uh, it's a a wonderful thing to have a a very full and active life but that comes with a lot of distraction and if you don't create that sanctuary in time you might not have time just you and god together every day and and that's what it it gives me uh, regularly and and to come back to that theme um, when i go into it not thinking okay god and i are going to have the most high quality time in the world for the next 17 minutes. You know, <laughs> if I don't come in with that kind of expectation, I actually find that I've made more space for God. This is true in relationships too, isn't it? When you, right, you right. come in a relationship with some kind of ridiculous expectation, it's it's hard on the relationship. You have to allow it to be what it will be.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And creating, you said creating sanctuary in a moment. Yes. I was thinking how important that is when so many people can't get to the sanctuary, um, can't get to a physical space that creates safety and belonging and a place to worship. This idea that, you know, praying this stable, simple prayer every day creates sanctuary, a safe space in just a moment in time.
1: That's right. That's
0: really important, especially especially now with the dislocation from physical spaces and and physical, like being in person with people that you, you can't see anymore um, to create that sanctuary. That's right. So you also shared about the importance of the scripture readings during the daily office. I wonder if that connects to how you read scripture prayerfully through Lectio Divina.
1: Yeah, so Lectio Divina, I, I will confess, is not a daily practice for me. It's not something that I have spent as much time doing, um, but I think it's a great practice for people to know about. And it's something that you can do with the daily office, or it's something you can do in other contexts. You can do it alone, or you can do it with people. And um, what, <laughs> what sticks with me, um, the, the image that just opens the whole practice up for me is that there are many kinds of uh, ways that you can read if you think about it like we we say the word read and really um that one word incorporates so many different possible things and so for example if you're reading uh like okay so say you're doom scrolling you know
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's really very familiar with yeah. that kind <laughs> <of reading.
1: laughs> scrolling in your sermon <laughs> <laughs> I think you did. That was yes, yes. Funny. Um, you know, when when you're just going down and you're just looking at some headlines, you know, you are reading, but it's a very different disposition. If you're actually um, picking up a, a real book, depending on what kind of book, if you're reading nonfiction, if you're reading a novel, you're getting lost in a story, um, or if you're reading the VCR manual or, you know, the the tech manual that came with some application or some device, like you know, that's reading, but that's really just to get to an end. There's no enjoyment in it necessarily. It's just transfer of information. Now compare that to when your beloved writes you a letter mm-hmm. on with their own you know handwritten um, words on paper, and you open it up whoever it is somebody that you care about and they care about you and you pull it out of the envelope and you start reading those words you are in such a different disposition at that time and so so the point of lectio divina is well in the in the name itself actually lectio means read and divina means sacred holy or divine and so it's reading in a holy way uh, so reading essentially is prayer. So reading mm-hmm. in a way that opens you up to what is the Holy Spirit saying through these words. So you can read the Bible in different ways too. Uh, and the Bible has lots of genres to it. Some of the Bible is history, some of it is poetry, some of it is parable. Um, and as you're choosing a text, you can take a short text actually, and read it in a Lectio Divina way. You're trying to go into a holy space. Again, it's creating a space. Right. Um, and you're not just trying to figure out what's going on in the story, though it might be important. You might want to know the context, what's going on in the, you know, culturally, you know, in, in the society when, what do these words mean to the people who first heard them? But then you kind of put that aside and you just let the words be the words that they are and let them connect with you the way that they're meant to. Mm -hmm. Um, And so there are actually four parts to Lectio Divina. Uh, Part part of what makes it powerful is that you read it multiple times. So it washes over you. And so you take a, a text, it could be any text from the Bible, and first you read it and then you, you take a little bit of time to just kind of let it sink in. Then the second time you meditate on the words. And then the, the third time it's you pray. So as, as you read those words, you um, let them invite you to actually pray for what you want. And then the final is contemplation. So that's, you read those words that final time, and, and that's not praying outwardly, like actively with your attentions and your words towards God, but it's the listening to what you may hear God speaking to you now. And you there are you know, whole books on this. You can go really deep. Um, a, a starting point would be just to take a text and read it multiple times and see what happens. Um, and you know,
0: how would you begin to pick a passage like in terms of length or where um, do you recommend just opening the Bible, letting it fall open and just going for that or or <laughs> going to the Mission their, their website? And
1: so um, opening that. the Bible, letting it fall open that that works. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's not what I would recommend. Um, actually, what you can do is you can go to the, the prayer book if you have a prayer book at home. And the daily office readings are all listed out. It starts on page 936. And if you are looking at these at 936, you can see the beginning of Advent, which is where we are today. We're at the very first day on on the first page, Sunday, week one of Advent. Um, And what you can do is actually, if you're doing the daily office and you wanna do Lectio Divina on a text that's not Part of the daily office, you can um, go to any of the readings on the other side. So that's where year two is listed, and this is what my spiritual director actually recommends. Is he says go to the off year, and then huh. use one of the texts from there. And you could go with the gospel; that would be an obvious one. But you could do any of those texts,
0: and just approach them not as this, you know, transfer of information or even really, you know, coming to get some earth shattering epiphany. Mm -hmm. Um, But how do you come to the scriptures with um, uh, a disposition that's like reading a letter from someone you love? That's right. Um, Yeah, and I, I mean, it strikes me again that this is another way, another method, another time of creating sanctuary in a moment, not um, especially when the space and time feels very different right now. um, That that you can create sanctuary in a moment through both this commitment to the daily office to prayer, um, and to coming to scripture, reading it in this Lectio Divina style.
1: That's right. Absolutely.
0: Well, Thank you very much for sharing these practices with us today. I wonder if you only had one word to describe um, what these practices mean to you. Is there is there one word that comes to mind?
1: Well, um, probably because we've been speaking about this so much, but I I think that this is the thing is it's making space, making space, making space. I think that. It's been fun having this conversation because it's helping me understand why this is such a life giving practice for me and so many others.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: And I think that you hit it. This is it. It's making space.
0: Making space. Well, there you have it. Our first podcast on holy habits uh, with our rector, the Reverend Rob Fisher, talking about encountering prayer and scripture through the daily office and Lectio Divina. Thanks, Thanks for so sharing much. your time with us.
1: Thank you, This has been great.